Welcome back to Unlearning, a podcast dedicated to all things you had to unlearn in order to become the better person you desire to be. Today's episode is about physicality and body positivity. Throughout this season of the podcast, we'll have special guests join us to dive into these different topics. Today, we are blessed and excited to have our first guest. She's an actress, performer, writer, and a thoughtful, well-rounded person. Listen in for Tina Arfai. Thanks for hitting that play button. Hey, <laughs> hey, who, me? <laughs> I think I need to have more confidence when coming in with that. Yeah. But I am thankful. Come in hot. You know? I was just going to say, every week you can learn learn and unlearn how you do this intro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Everything's a work in progress. That gets us Ooh. right into segment one. This is a submission from Julie Schumerbeck. Hey, podcasters. So I'm a plus-size queer female identifying individual, and I've spent the last three to four years on learning the bias of fat phobia that was bred into me as a youth to fully understand and accept my worth as a valuable member in society. Like when I was told by my mom, if you lost weight, men would line up around the corner, and how at the time I thought that was a compliment, or being hit on by a jerk was still flattering because at least I was getting hit on. I had to unlearn how to be accepted by others in order to accept and start to love myself. And just to add one detail to that antidote, because my mom isn't as toxic as that one statement, I went to therapy to work out a lot of my body image insecurities and talk to her about it, and it was really something that she had learned and passed down. She thought she was being kind and encouraging. It's a destructive cycle that I think a lot of women have experienced. She's been super understanding and open-minded to be better, and actually started talking to someone herself since then so it's definitely a constant lesson that we're learning separately and together i'm proud of the work i've done and i think the body positivity movement is so important to all identifying peoples i love that i do too i think especially yeah especially the part about um you know because there's so much i feel like I've always gotten so mad. A lot of this, a lot of the ways I feel about my body come from like comments that have been made, you know, by my mother or my aunts Mm -hmm. and it's just like acknowledging that they too have had that dumped on them Mm -hmm. as well is like, was big for me. Cause I was like, Oh, I went from being like mad at her to understanding where it came from. And then also not taking it as personally, I think. Yeah, because at first I I thought like, oh, you're doing this because you're trying to attack me or you're trying Mm -hmm. to be mean to me when really it's like that's a learned thing that they they had put on them, too, that they had to unlearn. It's it's wild. Yeah. Someone just decided you got to look this way or else ew, and we all took that to heart. Someone's like great, 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 great grandmother decided that. And then it just never, no one ever stood up and said, oh, that's wrong. It's, and it just keeps going. Matt, it's, the cycle keeps it's going. very progressive of you to think it was a woman who came up with it. Women can do anything. Women can do anything. I think it's based on well, male I, preference. No, like, I, I do think that like in like Victorian, I think there's like in Victorian times, uh, based on my expertise of having watched several shows that take place during Victorian <laughs> times, it was probably one of those mother characters mm. that was like, honey, you got to lose weight. You know what I mean? It was the Maggie Smith of the time. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <in>. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's the research that I've done. Mm-hmm. That's hard research. And thank you for doing the work. But it does. I mean, like our, our current understanding of like 
of, of weight does kind of probably go back to that time when it was like you got to fit into a specific dress and look a certain way for like a coronation mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. it's a completely outdated idea yeah but like who also made those rules as well like who decided because a, a lot of i mean i guess it depends on which culture you're looking at because everyone's like there's cultures like outside of ours that like didn't have gender norms or like specific things a lot of that stuff is colonized into us mm-hmm. into many of us um but i i imagine like in this in societies where women were considered property like what they wore was less not to say like that there weren't some women who were like well guess what i designed this and like you know not to take their agency away and all that mm-hmm. but it does feel very much like some you know like what corsets were made out of like whale ribs so some guy who hunts whales was like in order to be hot ladies <laughs> You gotta wear this. You gotta compress yourself with some whale ribs. <laughs> or some shit like that. It couldn't be whale ribs. That would be so huge. <laughs> I know. I was like, what kind of whale are we talking about? <laughs> I said it, and then I was like, hold on. <laughs> and that's the research I've done. Exactly zero. <laughs> well, I feel like um, this is a different episode, though, but I feel like a lot was put in to religion. Um about like body standards that people like mm-hmm. wrote in and would uh magnify to be like well this is what's important i have done no research on that but i did see um the title of an article that said something like that so i'm just gonna run with it well i mean if if journalists wanted us to know the information they'd put it in the title <laughs> um and <laughs> Did you did you even did you click the article or you just read the title? I was doing a little skimmy skim skim and I saw that title and I was like, ha huh, and then I continued to skim. Uh, well this information's more than 140 characters. Scroll. Well, I got stuff to do. I've got other headlines to read. I thought you were supposed to just store a bunch of headlines and then just like cipher through that and see what's important and what's not. I'm not that much better. I've tried to be better. I'm trying to be better. I'll at least read half of it. <laughs> or skim half of that's it. That's good. But sometimes they bury the lead, and that's that can be embarrassing. And that's rude. That's um, rude. Yeah, they do it to, to get you to keep reading, but it backfires. And I'm just like, oh, well, the thesis is not the first sentence. I'll never so know. <laughs> Does any of you have a time where you had to unlearn something about body positivity or physicality within yourself? Well, I was going to say, I think a lot changed for me when I started doing burlesque um, because I think I was always just like really, really terrified of people seeing me naked. Like really, I mean, I didn't lose my virginity until I was 24. And a big piece of that was I was horrified of someone seeing me naked and like being like gross. And that would just devastate me for the rest of my life. Um, and like, yeah, my body doesn't look like, you know, I don't have perky boobies. I got big, you know, danglers, you know, my areolas aren't little, little buttons, cute little buttons. They're, you know, small saucers. So like, <laughs> I was like, I don't look like, you know, all these hot women that I am also attracted to, you know, because that's what I'm seeing as well. And it wasn't, I think like going to see the show first, like we have a bunch of friends in that show. Um, and and Julie is in that show, in fact. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's so much body diversity. There's so much like racial diversity. Like there's plenty of like queer folks. So it's just like a really safe space to like fuck around in that way. 
Um, and when I saw like how confident my friends were and like, they just looked so amazing. And I didn't think for a second watching them like, oh, her body needs to look like this. Her body needs to look like that. I just thought they looked stunning and, and confident and awesome. And I was like, well, you know what? I want to do that too. And the way I sort of got brave enough to do it, I guess, is by being disgusting and scary. My first like burlesque number, I, I made some underwear with like gnarly ass teeth on it. I remember that. And I did a character with vagina dentata. Um, and I was just, I, I mean, everyone will tell you my signature move is the pelvic thrust because I was just shoving this toothy vagina in the audience's face, watching their horror, their recoil, which used to be for me like, no, 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 that's the worst thing that could happen. But because I was in control of that, mm-hmm. it felt like very powerful and like, I, I, that made me feel hot <laughs> in yeah. a weird, circuitous way. Because <laughs> you're like, I'm the one who has the power over this and how you're reacting. I want yeah. you to react that way. You're reacting exactly how I want you to react. And I, I am in, and burlesque is about control, right? Like you don't show anything unless you want to. And the way you, you make the audience earn it by cheering for you, um, you tease them with it. And like all of that is just it's it's been a game changer for me i would say mm-hmm. it makes me wonder like how what's a way to empower people to feel that way about their bodies mm-hmm. um, instead of like all the damage in case the teethy vagina <laughs> you know yeah everyone's got their own methods i'm sure <laughs> i think you just have to think about what actually what when do you feel the most maybe in control mm-hmm I mean, for me, it always just makes me feel comforted when, like, everything's on the table. Like, everyone knows what's going on. I'm not, I'm not pretending to be something I'm not. And then once the truth is out, then I, I'm like, well, everyone's already seen it. So what is there to lose? That's it. Yeah. No matter, you know, and that, that goes for multiple things for me. With other things in life. Yeah. I'm always oversharing consistently oversharing <laughs> and it's selfish because i'm like i need to be comfortable so here's everything that i'm insecure about everybody listen <laughs> but then sometimes it resonates with people i hope so yeah hope when so. you're talking about areolas it, it cracked me up because it made me think about um there's a family guy episode where meg was like i used to be really insecure about my large areolas and then i was watching the national geographic and i saw someone with large areolas too and i laughed but i was also like <gasps> I feel seen. <laughs> right? Like, We're all gonna be okay. Yeah. And that's what Family Guy did for me. <laughs> Family Guy is so like nuanced and <laughs> they really handled that well. <laughs> so I appreciate Family Guy for that. To feel mm-hmm. seen. Oh, I was just gonna say, I, I think sometimes even if it's not like, they say this in Disclosure a little bit too, uh, that documentary um, about trans people in in film about how even if the representation is clumsy just seeing it at all is enough to feel like oh i'm not the only one Mm -hmm. and then hopefully you can like seek out more information and and learn like the truth truth and not through the lens of somebody who doesn't understand it but at least Mm -hmm. you're like oh that looks like me i connect to that and i'm not just you know inventing something insane over here Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah and that's so important Matt, do you have anything about like body positivity or physicality? Um, uh, yes. Uh, 
I am uh, a very hairy individual. <laughs> that is just that's just a fact that I had to to get over by the time I was like fifty. <laughs> like no one in high school had chest hair, and I it was it was it was prominent. Uh, so yeah, and and it's still something that uh, from time to time, uh, you know, I don't love taking my shirt off at the beach or whatever, just because. Uh, you know, you've got, you know, there's like, there's that certain look, right? You just like women are supposed to look a certain way in a bikini. Men are supposed to like look a certain way at the beach. And it's like, you know, it's the six pack thing or whatever. And, and usually like any sort of model version of a man with a shirt off is usually hairless, completely hairless. Or like, there's like a tiny, like they got like, Oh, look, look how cute. There's three hairs in there. Like, that's... uh, And meanwhile, I feel like I'm more representing the grizzly bear community rather than these these hairless men that we see in society. I'm hairy, too. I'm Middle Eastern. And I look at that pits. (laughs) I showed pits. Yeah. I went home, I showed my armpits, and they are hairy. Thank you. And they're hairy. Beautiful hair. Yeah, they got nothing on mine. I won't show you. It's just because... My mom is Italian. I guess it must be the Italian heritage because uh, my other side is Irish and they don't tend to be a hairy, a hairy people. But but the Italians, man, you go to Italy, you can see some <laughs> yeah. Stuff. And I, I I think I think there are certain cultures too that that don't have beef with with hair. I think hair is I I honestly have like so many different kinds of looking people, mm-hmm. and sometimes I do think like ooh. Yes, like that's fun. Um, and then sometimes I'm like, wow, your skin is so smooth, so soft. <laughs> I can feel. Yeah, as a straight man, I'm not really attracted to the hair thing. I'm attracted to the soft <laughs> yeah. But I'm glad to know someone else. My legs are hairy, like, Matt. <laughs> and there's, a, there's supposed to be, it's like we're supposed to let our bodies just grow or thing. just be in the way that it's supposed to be, that we are comfortable and that we can like comfortably live. But it's so wild, the things that we put upon ourselves where it's like, and we have to be hairless and we have to be skinny and we have to be this color and we have to, our bone structure has to be this way when really it's like, no, this is my, okay, my butt's never going to grow and I'm fine with that. Like, that's just how life is. And yeah, I think maybe people are seeking like an explanation maybe for like Mm -hmm. why they're not getting certain things that they want. And I think... I don't know. It's hard. It sort of like feeds into itself because the more society like glamorizes a specific type, the more that that is kind of true where people feel, I mean, they're going to continue to feel unattractive, but I don't know that it means, I mean, doesn't mean that they are unattractive in any way. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't, I don't know if maybe the lack of like the the feeling like you can't like, you know, bus it (laughs) or whatever. (laughs) Maybe makes it makes you maybe more shy, more reserved, less likely to like f- just fucking go for it when, mm-hmm. when someone probably could just like you the way you are. I was shocked when I realized people were attracted to me. Shook. How? Shook. <laughs> I didn't. I grew up in in like um you know the suburbs of Nashville and like everyone was blonde, and blue eyed, and I mean it's more diverse now and it took time, but like I just really really thought I was like. Idiots, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. No, I'm just in a mostly white area. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I'm just not. Don't look like other people. Yeah. 
I feel that for the longest when I was growing up, I was like, I would use like skin bleaching things to like lighten my skin because I was like, I'm so dark and ugly when really it was like this. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with my dark skin. No, it's but it beautiful. Just, it, it makes me so sad that for the longest I hated myself and my skin because I thought it wasn't beautiful when all along it was like it was beautiful and it was so much clearer than it is now. That bitch, mm. that young bitch. Um, but like, <laughs> it's just um, the things that I put on myself to be like, and I will never be beautiful because I'm not this. Mm-hmm. And then looking back at those thoughts that I had and just being like, I wish I would have unlearned that earlier. Like, I'm grateful for where I am now. But like, there are times where I'm like, man, I was so hard on myself for something I couldn't help. And that was put upon me to think like, I, I'm not good enough. When I, mm. all along I was. It feels yeah. like wasted time. Like I could have been, I could have mm-hmm. been hot to trot. I could have been this confident. I could have been like speaking my mind this whole time. Yeah. But I was just like a wuss. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing is confidence is sexy. Yeah. So, you know, it's like this repeating cycle of like, you don't feel sexy. So you're, you're not confident. And then it's kind of that. Mm-hmm. that cycle. Yeah. And if you can break that and just be confident in who you yeah. are. Yeah. That's once true. I once I like start doing burlesque, I mean, I started getting laid way more, <laughs> <laughs> and not even from people who came to see the show. It's it's an energy. It's a vibe. Yeah, the BDE. <laughs> What's something else? Also, my hair too. Uh, mm. I used to hate my natural hair, and I also used I always used to get relaxers or like wear tracks so it's longer because mm. I was like. First of all, my hair is nappy and it's not beautiful. And the word nappy is still something that's like hard to deal with because the sound of it is such a negative thing when really it's like it is like a different way to manage. I just have to manage my hair different, but it is Mm -hmm. manageable. Yeah. Yeah. Same with me. I mean, you know, my my curls are are not as you know tight as yours, but it's like everybody, especially around when I was going to high school, that was like a big time of like that, like sheet straight hair Mm -hmm. that people were doing. And like, first of all, I didn't have the energy to wake up that early and straighten my hair every day. That was never going to be a thing for me. Um, and my hair, like, that would have just destroyed. It would have like burned the shit out of it on a regular basis to look like everybody else. I probably still feel like shit because <laughs> even if I straightened it, I was like, oh, but it's not thick enough, and you can tell. You can see my scalp. You can see this. So, like, it doesn't look like theirs. Yeah. You know. Guys, thanks for just just really diving in into our feelings and our vulnerability thank you everyone <laughs> well I, i'm like what are people like yeah what's the goal i guess what are we trying to achieve with our looks yeah well i think it's when you get to the point where you're like and this is this is how i look i'm gonna do things to feel healthy and to uh give myself like nutrients and like feel good but i'm not gonna try and be something that i'm not or be something that in my head, I think is more beautiful than what is actually beautiful. Mm-hmm. Me being me. Yeah. I, uh, I definitely like struggled to get to a point where I was like being he- healthy to be healthy as opposed to being healthy, like just to lose weight and like, uh, and then there's things you can do to lose weight that are not necessarily no. the healthiest mm-hmm. way to lose weight also. Um, but I definitely, uh, I was, pretty overweight in college just um compared to my body type you know i just it, I, it doesn't i look back on the photos and i'm like oh that doesn't it just doesn't mm. look right 
it's just not, I'm just not, it's not the right body type to, to weigh as much as I did. And I didn't feel good. I felt very unhealthy and I lost a, a lot of weight and it wasn't necessarily always, uh, in the most positive way. And I'm trying now to just, you know, eat healthy and exercise because it makes me feel good. Not necessarily because I need to get below a certain, uh, threshold. Yeah. That's a lot of like labor too, of like, cause some of these like programs and I mean I'm not a stranger to them myself I've definitely like dived down those holes but like the level of like thinking about what you eat is so intense mm-hmm. that it's I mean it, it's borderline just it, I feel like they're training you how to be disordered in your eating yeah. in, in a lot of instances I mean obviously I can't I can't speak on every program I haven't done every single one of them but like things that like are like I don't know sometimes I look at like intermittent fasting and I'm like how is telling people they can't eat for 12 hours not, I don't know the science, so maybe I should shut the fuck up, but like, how does that not feel disordered? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like telling people to like literally not eat even though they're hungry (laughs) feels nuts, but I don't, yeah, I guess I should do that research. (laughs) Well, I think we have a really complicated relationship with food as like modern Mm -hmm humans living especially living in a country where we do have constant mm-hmm. access to excess food. Um, we waste you know, food like crazy yeah you may not have money to like go out to whatever restaurant you want all the time but like you're not going to starve either mm-hmm. at least uh, I, I could speak for myself i've never felt like people do starve. starve people do starve in this country um, unfortunately <laughs> yeah and right no exactly and as a person who is not facing that um like the way humans developed, you de- we developed in a way where it was our bodies act basically to not starve. So your your body, when you have access to food and calories, it wants to intake it because it doesn't necessarily know how much time is there's going to be before you can access mm-hmm. food again. You know, it's like a hunter gatherer thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, like your our bodies still uh, our bodies don't evolve as fast as society does so a lot of times um you know you you your reaction is to eat until you're full or uh, or overly full just because your body doesn't necessarily know that like it's okay the grocery store is still there and five hours from now if i get hungry again also it's okay. yummy uh, <laughs> yeah yes. food is so yummy that's also a, 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 yeah, I didn't want to get too sad. <laughs> also, yummy, I'm good, good. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, that's yeah, that's the thing, man. It's very hard to to stay away from like sugar and stuff like that because it it's mm-hmm. good, man. It lights up. It lights that's up my biggest one, and that's actually when I, I mean, that was something I was doing that was unhealthy, right? Was like eating lots and lots of sugar, needing it like literally after everything that I ate, like a snack, <laughs> time for dessert. Um, <laughs> And like, it was like physically making me feel bad. Like I was having a hard time waking up. And, and when I go back in and start eating sugar again, I feel those effects again. I'm just like, it's hard to wake up in the morning. I'm, I'm tired more often. I'm grumpy. I'm this, I'm that. And so that's when I like, I feel like dropped like weight when I did. Cause after everything that I was doing, like, which was often like, I don't know, when I was a kid, uh, cause like for Ramadan people fast. Right. And like my family is, is Muslim and I've never really been particularly religious, but I sure wasn't around Ramadan because I was like, well, I'm going to lose weight by not eating until sundown when really what I was doing, I think was slowing down my metabolism and making it worse. <laughs> like, um, just figuring out the ways, like 
the things that are maybe making my body unhealthy and then stopping doing that, the natural impact of that was that I, I did lose weight and I like, I don't know whether it's good or bad. I, I still, I still struggle with like, I'm like, oh, I, you know, I think I look, I look nice right now at this weight, but then I'm still like, but I still have this I need to lose. And then I have to shut myself down and, <laughs> and go through the process of, no, you look good. You look good. You look good or whatever. Training myself to stop thinking that way. Felicia, how do you feel about <laughs> yeah. food? You, you like food? Thing is, is uh, I'm not really a sweets person. Um, I got this from Olivia, but sweets or meat is my sweets. Um, I'm constantly <laughs> like, if I could eat two burgers and fries, I would rather do that than eat a dessert. I'd rather get full on dinner. And I've seen you do it. Every time she gets Shake into check. my car, she's like, Culver's. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Oh, Culver's is really that's one of the things I miss most about not living in the Midwest is Culver's. You get in a car Just a quick free free ad for them. Culver's sponsor us. You get in a car and you're supposed to go to Culver's. Period. You're clearly you're on a road trip, pop off your shoes, take you to Culver's. <laughs> Alicia, yes, we're just going to Target. Damn. I'm like, well, my shoes are off. <laughs> That's a hard thing for me because I feel like um, I'm constantly like eating meat and I'll eat some like vegetables and stuff. Um, But I do want to watch the time that I'm eating food and um, the amount that I'm eating. But Mm -hmm. I think I would rather eat like little bits and like take care of myself rather than just be like, I'm going to starve myself for these couple of days so I can lose weight because it just doesn't sound healthy. And like, plus, like, I I haven't done my research on this, too. I'm going to name this episode. I haven't done my research. Um. But, like, for, like, the BMI, I just think that's so crazy for, like, the body mass index or whatever. Um, the the way it's added up, like, doesn't add, like, my breasts are huge. It's like, based on white ass. men. Yeah. It's basically so, based like, on white men. Yeah, I have no problem. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see what the issue is here. I don't know. I don't see the problem. So, make sure everyone looked exactly the same. That's what you're supposed to do when you make a sample size. <laughs> So if I look at what my height is to what my weight should be, it's off, but like, it doesn't make any sense. My, I would not look right being 115 pounds. You also can't lose, you can't just like really, you can lose weight in your boobs, but not really, not that And much. I don't want to. Yeah. Well, I do. I do. And also they are hot and huge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this cleavage, forget about it. <laughs> We're supposed to have like these different bodies so mm-hmm. like i just i i don't know where the balance is where it's like this is actually healthy and this is like problematic so i thought like, you were gonna say we're supposed to have these big bazunkas <laughs> <laughs> every single one of us <laughs> everyone's supposed to have big boobies but if you have little boobies you're supposed to have little boobies and it's okay you know little boobies are good yeah. <laughs> little boobies are cute too yeah i just want to there to be like uh, for us to uproot that shitty foundation that health yeah. is built on and like rebuild something that's actually sustainable and like helpful to people. I actually don't. That's the thing. Sustainable. sustainable. That's a big part. Cause, well, cause like, no, seriously, like the, some of these weight loss programs are just not a sustainable no. diet. Yeah. For, you would, like, you, you wouldn't get die. the nutrients you need. Yeah. You wouldn't get what you need. I'm glad we solved that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fixed. I'm glad, yeah resolved i will say i don't think there's ever been a situation where someone has shared a part of their body that they're insecure about with me 
where I thought, yeah, you're right. You should hide that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, not once. It never made me love anybody less. Uh, you know, I've dated people with skin conditions. You know, I've dated diverse body types. Like, I really diverse genders i could care less if i like yeah. you a lot and <laughs> honestly if you make me come we're doing it we're, we're going to the moon baby you and me <laughs> yes that's the thought process we all need yes yeah if they can't make you come then we, then we have a problem do you want to get your vision board out felicia did you show that get- <laughs> <laughs> wait what is this once we're done, I will show you the vision board I created to um, manifest for my 2021. If that's something that you're into, listeners. She wrote orgasm on board. it. <laughs> huge. Huge. That's the huge. only thing you can read on it. I think we're going to have to post a picture of the vision board with this episode. I think right? we have to. As an example. Yes. Everyone needs an example of manifesting. Manifest what you want for 2021. We're all about vibes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Matt, this is just a piece of paper that says orgasm on it. I don't, it's not, you didn't do this. Either. You're manifesting what you want, and that's what's most important. She's a simple woman, yes. simple needs. One need. <laughs> and meat. meat. <laughs> salty, salty, savory, savory meats. meats. And orgasms. I just, yeah, I need two burgers and yes. a nut. <laughs> oh, man. There's two burgers and a nut. I would absolutely go to that fast food restaurant immediately. <laughs> well, I mean, that's another thing. Hello, welcome to two burgers and a nut. I mean, that's another thing, too, of just like, I feel like female pleasure maybe falls under this category a little bit as well. Of like, there's absolutely. so many people, I think, I think about the ways I remember women speaking about sex, and maybe this is just what they would they would say openly, but just always feel, felt like it wasn't for us. Mm-hmm. You know? Absolutely. Even like, yes, 100%. And even when it comes to, like, masturbating, too, I remember, like, after masturbating being like, I can't believe I did that to myself, when really it was like, this is something, it's pleasure, and I should experience that. And uh, yeah, Hell yeah, I did that to myself. I know exactly <laughs> what I'm doing down there. <laughs> yeah, it's so sad. What is that about? Why, why is that something so, like, learned where it's like, and women don't have pleasure? You have sex to have a child. Or you don't have sex at all. And when you turn 30, you're shriveled up and useless. Yeah. I just think that's so crazy. That's, uh, that's Catholicism. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to blame the Let's give them all of it. Make it all of it. I'm going to tell you right now. That's our, that's our fault. 100%. <laughs> yeah, it's probably a means of control. I feel like a lot of this stuff is a means of control. Mm-hmm. Getting people to behave. And uh, sorry to bring capitalism up like I always do. But... <laughs> When people all fit a cookie cutter, then it's easier to manufacture all the things that you need to sell to them. Damn. Right? I'm assuming. That's I'm waiting for people to call me. I want people to call me and be like, Tina, stop running your mouth about shit that you don't <laughs> know. <laughs> and that's fine. Sometimes we can't do research. <laughs> I'm going to block that out. I'm going to erase that from the episode. Um, you could do at the end, you could do a little segment where it's like, okay, we did the research. <laughs> <laughs> just want to correct. Here's what we found. Real quick fact check episode. Please check <laughs> our fact check hours. log after this. <laughs> yes, I think I'll do that. Um, so on your, your journeys, let's go to the last segment on your journeys of unlearning things about body positivity and uh, physicality. 
where do you think you land? Zero being you haven't left the station and 10 being you've arrived. You're done. I wonder if I'll ever arrive at the station, truly. It mm-hmm. feels like it's constant work. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like the, the train to the train is going until it runs off the cliff and then there's nowhere else to go, <laughs> which is maybe depressing. But <laughs> I find that comforting. Um, <laughs> but I guess I would say I'm like at an eight, That's a seven beautiful. to an eight. That's pretty good. I think I've come very, I think about, I am nothing like I was. Like I used to just be, so I would just shrink myself down, which is a phrase I think he hasn't uses a lot, um, a lot. And just like really be mean to myself. And I still am. And I still have those moments. I mean, where I like, I see my body differently depending on the day um, and what's going on with me sometimes. So like, it's really just operating from a place of like self-awareness and then, oh yeah, I don't know. Allowing myself to feel confident. There was something like that felt wrong and selfish about being confident. And once I got over that hurdle, it made it easy. So yeah, I guess like a seven and eight, I feel good, but I still have work to do because it's constant, but I'm in the best place I think I've ever been. That's beautiful. I love that. I'm probably in the same range, probably like a, maybe like a seven, but I will also admit that in our society, it's a lot easier for a man to be <laughs> further along in this thing. Yeah. You know yeah. What I mean? uh, at least for yourself. But I think I've also learned a lot uh, along the way about, uh, about female body types and positivity. And um, yeah, it, again, it's back to capitalism. Not only do they sell you all the same foods, they're selling you the same products uh, idea of, yeah, and the, and and models mm-hmm. of products basically mm-hmm. in capitalism, and they're selling you the same. This is the cookie yeah. cutter. This is and here's the boy cookie. version, and here's the girl yeah. version. So we can sell you two versions. Yeah, <laughs> right. That's so crazy. Right, exactly. And those those are the two. And that's types it. Of people. There are <laughs> yes, there are there are you know men with a strong jawline, and there are women with big. Two types of people. Felicia, um, oh sorry, did you finish, yeah, Matt? Felicia. No, no, I was, I was, yeah, I was just going to reiterate. I seven. feel like, because uh, I don't do that great of a job um, calling myself out in the moment when I am being shitty to my body. Um, so I feel like I'm at a six because I've gone, I'm so much further than I was, let's say, five years ago. Um, but I do have, it's a long road. Mm. It's a long road. Or maybe it's one of those things where you don't realize how far the ending is. And then that one moment you're just at the end and you're like, man, I did that shit. Yeah. So I, I'm going to say a six. Okay. But Hey, in my eyes, you're both tens. <laughs> Models. <that>. We're Paul. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone tune into our model subscription magazine that we have. It's just pictures of the three of us. Look <laughs> <laughs> in our pajamas. But, but confident. <laughs> Confident. and that's what it's about that's what makes you dead i'm gonna i'm gonna put on the the vagina teeth under yes. i will i i will allow anyone to wear it. it it is very powerful i'll give you some floss you can even floss the teeth i've left room for you to be able to you can go under the teeth and floss them oh my god that's people were disgusted they were really really haunted by it <laughs> i've closed my eyes twice and i've seen it both times <laughs> Uh, so it will be in my nightmares tonight or the best part me. the best part of all those pictures to me is the huge smile on my face 
such pride. I'm just living it. I'm living it up. <laughs> yeah, so that's it. Tina, do you have anything you want to pitch or pitch? Pitch? No. Okay, here's here's my idea, okay? A sitcom, the three of us. <laughs> um, you mean plug? I mean plug. Well, pitch and plug both um start with peas. So mm, fair enough, fair enough. Um I so I have my own podcast that I do. I'm actually recording later this evening. It's called Lakeshore and Limbo, available where podcasts are found, um, through Arcade Audio. It's a it's like a real play. Uh we call it a occult noir. Mm. So give it a look up. Oh, yeah. Lakeshore mm-hmm. and Limbo, you said? Yeah. That's Otherwise, perfect. I don't know. I used to be some kind of actor or comedian, but I haven't been doing that at all. <laughs> in the before times. This, yeah. year, this year doesn't count. It'll be in the show notes. For I peaked I peaked with Chicago Fire, and then I said, that's enough. <laughs> it's a good show. Chicago Fire, sponsor us. The soccer team and the TV show. <laughs> and the soccer team, too, yeah. That's when you peaked was when you played a season. For the oh, yeah, that's what I was referring to. Did we not? <laughs> Did we not get that? Oh, I forgot. There's also a team. Oh, the there is? I'm an actor who played. No, 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 no. Yeah, I, I'm Lionel Messi. Actually, I've been Lionel this whole time. He's not on that team. <laughs> He's not on the Chicago Fire. No, no, no. They're they're not nearly good enough to, yeah. He doesn't even know No, absolutely not. American soccer is... Uh, not quite there. <laughs> I would not know. If you said any name, I'd be like, oh, yeah, they're on the team. Would not know. No offense to them. Please still sponsor us. I will learn. I I will do my research. <laughs> yeah, let's go ahead and send this to FIFA so they can make up their mind. <laughs> if they send us money by, by episode four, we're, we're soccer. <laughs> I will share all my soccer knowledge that I have. We're unlearning calling it soccer and calling it football like the rest of the world. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> correct thank no. you tina so much for being here thank you i love you guys it's so good to see your faces thank you so much for tuning into unlearning please feel free to share your stories with us at unlearning a podcast at gmail.com be sure to follow us on twitter at unlearning underscore cast and instagram at unlearning underscore podcast This is a reminder that you are not alone on your journey to unlearning. Unlearning is part of the Trident Network. You can learn more about the network's videos, live stream shows, and other podcasts by visiting thetridentnetwork.com.